Are you there, Abel? Yes, I am. Okay, I started it. I'm going to delete my Netflix. Actually, I'm going to delete my Hulu. Because I don't really use that. Base. That's how I'm getting this thing. Oh. Uh, Alright. Then I shared with you the um, the topics, right? Uh, Yes. So, do you want to do the intro this go around while I'm deleting stuff so we don't have to keep the audience on? Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Roundtable Club podcast. It's good to be back. Mm. And, um, it's as good. always, as always, um, oh, yeah. it's, it's your host, uh, say your name. Uh, Willie Kilgara. Yeah. And returning to co host is me, Abel Ringo. Nice to meet you. Aww, um, cool. Today's topics uh, are from, I believe, last week or this week in news. The f- majority of them are from the past two days that I that I found on Collider that I just like kind of got together. But um, I was actually I forgot to call you and just ask which ones you wanted to do. So like, do you want to do um, topic I'll... number one to three or just two of them? Oh, uh, let's do one to three. Okay. I mean, so like, like in order topics, that you basically. Um, I think we could do all of them. Okay, because they're all pretty short. Mm-hmm. But all right, then um, mm-hmm. we can go ahead with the first one. All right, so right into it. Um, was there anything you wanted to say before we started? It was really cool, man. Huh? Was there anything you wanted to say before we started? Uh, well, the our last um, our last uh video got like six people listening and I think three of them are people we know but um I think we need to find a way to like you know whoever is still listening they like kind of share it and um thank you for staying with us I don't know if I've been saying that lately but uh, I just wanted to say thank you for the people that have stayed um but it seems like they're dwindling and dwindling uh which kind of sucks but I also know that we all have busy schedules so I try to put we try to put as much um effort into this as we can when we do do it and, um, yeah, if you guys can just share it as much as you can and, you know, kind of get get us uh, the views up, um, we'd very much appreciate it. But then again, even if you're still listening, thank you for staying for so long. And um, I promise you there'll be, and like I said, there's a Facebook page out there now. If anyone even knows about that, uh, it's called the Roundtable Club Podcast, and it's out there. So And it has the same picture we have on here. Um, so go check it out and engage and interact with us. Um, I don't know how much likes we've had on that, but I don't think it's that many, which is all right. Um, but I think when we do hopefully get back on track with scheduling and getting more people on and things of that nature, hopefully we can return to those higher views that we got originally. And, um, yeah, I guess if you guys have any suggestions on any topics you want us to discuss and things like that, uh, by all means, let us know. And um, I, uh, is this episode fifteen? I don't know. I've lost track. I think it's episode fifteen or fourteen, one of the two. Um, I should have checked before we started this, but I'm assuming it's episode fifteen because I think I wanted to plan a special thing with ep- this episode, but um, instead we'll just call it like something else because we'll just call this like an extra episode for that prime episode because I wanted us to actually do something 
that wasn't movie related to um or like not movie related but that wasn't like our usual format for that but since like we haven't been on in like a week uh i guess this is a nice way to return for now um but there i will add something on to this same um this same episode so it should play after this when we do record that or if we do record that um if this is episode 15 and yeah so i guess yeah like i said find the facebook page um, also, and, oh my gosh, really? Holy crap. Can you hear that, Abel? No, not really. Okay. Um, then, yeah, like I said, find the Facebook page. Try to help us get our views up. We appreciate the people that are still listening and that are still here. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. And, um, yeah, I guess we can start now. <laughs> you should have said it all left in the end, man. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Just worry so, about yeah, our viewers, uh, Abel. I don't want us to be talking I, to nobody like we did when we started. <laughs> uh, I know what you mean, man. <laughs> All right, so first bit of news. DC Warner Brothers, green light, a like what, their 100th DC film in production? But the newest one to be uh, green lit is Blue Beetle. Starring, uh, <laughs> I like how you don't have your glasses on because you just had, did that uh, that voice thing they always do. And it looks like you were like squinting, and then you probably said, Oh, that's what it says. And basically, to be honest, I was like, How do I phrase this? <laughs> but yeah, yeah Blue, Beetle. Like, Blue Beetle, yeah. Uh, yeah, so what is this? Like, they're like honestly, like their 15th or 20th film in production, right? Yeah, well, I don't even know if this will make production, but from what it seems like, they really want to fast-track it. That's what the report said. And also, Jaime Reyes as the Blue Beetle. I thought that yeah. they were letting Greg Berlanti direct the Blue Beetle slash Gold... Um, uh, what's his name? Golden something. Uh, he's, like, he's like the guy that traveled from the from the future to come to the past and save everybody. What's his name? Gold Booster or something uh, like Booster Gold, there you go. Oh, Booster Gold, yeah. yeah. They said that they were working on a dual movie with him and Booster Gold, with Greg Berlanti directing, who did Love, Simon, and who does all the Arrowverse shows, basically, like Flash, Arrow, all those shows. And um, oh. I thought that that's what they had in production beforehand when they were planning to, I don't know if it was going to be in the DCEU, but they were going to make it with Greg Berlanti as the director. So now that I remember, I remember hearing those rumors yeah. a while back, but it looks like now they're just going Blue Beetle. Yeah, which is, I guess, which is fine. And it seems like um, he was going to cast Stephen Amell's Booster Gold at one point, from what he said. But um, yeah. I'm really excited for that. Uh, it's nice. Uh, what's it called? Our, yeah. I, I was gonna say, like, do you think like they're gonna rework that? Like, do you think they had a script for Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, and now they're just gonna rework it to like? Maybe have uh, maybe like instead of you know booster gold, they're gonna write like a mentor figure, kind of like a like Hank like Pym, like a Hank Pym type character. Like, I don't know. Is there okay. is there a person yeah, besides like, him? Ted Cord, huh? Well, yeah, Ted Cord is what I'm thinking. Like oh. one of the past Blue Beetles, like as a mentor figure and yeah. showing the ropes. I and think they can, they'll make they kind of like. Like, I was thinking, like, maybe, like, kind of bite off of Homecoming, where you're, like, you got that young kid trying to be a hero, and then oh. get the mentor bigger. Okay. You know, trying to, just, like, show him, like, hey, you know, there's more to be a hero. And, you know, yeah, that's true. But I feel like you would have to establish him for that as well. Like, put him in, like, right after Green Lantern, I would have, like, suggested him 
Like Green Lantern feels like a Thor type hero, and then Green Lantern or Blue Beetle Ted Kord's version could have been like the Ant Man that we got that for their yeah, universe. Yeah, he could have been like Hank Pym. Yeah, basically. but I guess since they're not going that route, maybe he will be. Uh, in general, he'll still be in the movies as like a Hank Pym type figure or a Tony Stark type figure, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, I feel like um, from what it seems like, I think they'll wait until Shazam. Um, comes out. Yeah. That true. also carries a young lead, and and they even though Zachary Levi is going to be in that movie, the it's also going to carry on that young actor to, to like as well as multiple other young actors to carry that film, especially Jack Dylan Grazer, who's going to be one of the main characters throughout the majority of that film. But I'm pretty sure they probably offered him the role of Billy Batson, but he declined it because he likes to, because they realized in it that he has such a great way of delivering dialogue that they wanted him to be in the whole movie as his character um or as the handicapped character that he's going to be playing so um i think they'll wait until they see that movie and then what depending on what happens to that um that's when they'll make the decision to like flash track it because i feel like if anyone's going to be the peter parker at the moment of their universe would be billy batson because his movie's already finished um and that's he's true. the youngest hero that that would be recruited into the dcu but then again, I don't really think this current DCU is going to stay the way it is. Um, <laughs> and if it is, yeah, I don't really consider the DCU anymore. I just consider it DC Films at this point because they don't have any clear direction. Until I yeah, see them building... Yeah, like a lot of them right. like, a lot of them are going to feel like more and more distant from a combined universe. Right. Like so, the DC, like the uh, Joker movie, yeah. like the Harley Quinn movie. Like, yeah. So I don't really consider yeah. this universe a universe anymore because it's kind of imploding on itself. And I hope they just let go of that DCU shit eventually and just like either let it die and let these people, let these characters live on their own and or really just just let it go. I'm sorry. Yeah, I would just say let it go. I don't care. <laughs> just, at this I, point, I, just let it go. Yeah, I know what you mean, but like I'm kind of holding out hope for like, you know, like this Aquaman movie. And yeah, I'm excited like, for I, I all these like, films. Too. Like right now, we're we're kind of at one of the lowest points in this universe, but I feel like it could it could live on still. Like there's they just need to be a little smart here. Like they kind of have they kind of have a clear run. They you know just hope they don't like fumble you know and like kind of trip. Like I can't uh, like, imagine like if they had their universe together. Let's say like every movie was successful, all this stuff and whatever. We could have gotten a post-credit scene in Justice League where instead of Tony Stark talking to Spider-Man, it'd be Superman walking into a diner and talking to Billy Batson. That's where we could have gone. We could have gone that exact same from the like the cartoon yeah. movie that I watched. Um, I, there was like a scene in the very beginning where he talks to Superman, um, before he gets his powers and everything. I don't know why, but he just knows Super Clark can't for some reason. But like, if they had their universe together, we could have seen. Billy Batson sitting at a diner with Henry Cavill, Superman, and Black Adam could have showed up, or it could have, like, ended with that post-credit scene, you know what I mean? Or, like, yeah. I want you to be in the league, kid, or something like that, or we're going to be, I'm yeah. going to be watching you, kid. That, something like, small like that, you know what I, I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like, they, so, like it's just, the universe has been built up until now. There's a lot of things that could have been done. Yeah. But, you know, just the way it is right now, I think we got to just, you know, count what we have. Kind of I but I, um, I am excited for all that's coming up for the DC universe. I guess, but 
I'm just disappointed yeah. that it's not really a universe. When, no matter how much they say it is, I don't think it is. So, like, you could shoot me in the face. I just don't think it's a universe anymore. Because, like, you can, like, I guess that's just my mentality of it. But I understand, like, I'm still excited for the movies, though. Like, it doesn't have to be shared for me anymore because at this point they've ruined it. So, to me, I'm that's like, true. I think, don't I make think it shared. Point, don't have to. Yeah. Like at this point, they kind of stopped caring about the shared universe, and I yeah. think I think uh, I'm gonna stop caring too. But uh, what I was gonna say was, do you find it funny that this movie got greenlit and that the uh, cyborg movie is being more and more pushed to the back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actor's like, yeah, they're not making my movie, Ray Fisher or Jordan, whatever his name is. Um, Ray Ray Fisher. That's the car- the actor's name, right? I think that's the actor's name, yeah. yeah. So, he's not getting that. But, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, that guy might as well just start, like, looking for other uh, roles in other movies. He's not getting that shit back, like... Uh-huh, because I mean, we're not going to see him for a while. Yeah, and he's not, like, a big name like a Ben Affleck or a Henry Cavill either. And that's not knocking on the actor, because he did really good at Cyborg to me. It's just that if they had... I don't know how to say it. If they had a more, um, if that star was bankable, they probably would have green light something or at least tried. But they can't even get a Flash movie out, so I can understand what. That's like, true too. Flash is probably more <laughs> expensive. Like it, it would be at the same cost as a cyborg movie because he runs fast and all his shit requires CGI as well. In terms of like the effects for the things that he could do with his powers, so I guess like that was supposed to be the testing ground for something like a cyborg movie. But they p- keep pushing that one back as well. So, I don't know. DCU, that's all I got to say. Like, do your thing. Don't make it shared. But if you do, good luck with whatever you got left. And, and Walter Hamada, I trust. But I think there's nothing left for you there, buddy. And you're picking up, um, you're picking up scraps <laughs> and, trying to make, and trying to put them back together doesn't work. Or trying to put a, piece, a, a puzzle together with missing pieces is what I'm trying to say. So... They don't have a showrunner yeah. there. If they don't have a showrunner there, then I'm never going to trust the GCU there. They don't have a person that they can go to, so in terms of yep. like, going to restart it. But yeah, so overall, that's all I got to say. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. All right, next topic. You introduced it. Okay, let me see. Since you went backwards, so do you you want to talk about all of them, right? You don't want to skip any of these, like this one? The one under, over... um. Uh, Greenland. Blue yeah, Blue just Blue. just everything, and just depending on how we feel about it, we'll keep it short, keep it long. Okay, well, uh, the next thing that I wanted to introduce was the Kingsman prequel is set to be a period drama, um, and they're also making a Kingsman three, but um, it seems this one is going to take place pre pre before they get to where they're at now, or before they get to when we see them in the first Kingsman film, and it's going to follow some the first original Kingsman or something of the sorts, but it's going to be a period drama. So I don't know how much drama they're really going to put into it because um, this is the Kingsman franchise has always been known to be like the anti-James Bond or not anti-James Bond, like over-exaggerated um, satire of a James Bond film. So I don't know how dramatic yeah. they'll really get with it, but that's kind of all I got to say on it. Not too much. Uh, I don't, what can I say about this? Uh, Historical, what does that mean exactly, a period piece? Like, it's going to take place in, like, the 1960s or some shit like that. Like, it's going to be in a specific, before the era we know of the Kingsman. So, like, you know how the Kingsman is very, like, modern day and it takes place in the present? Uh-huh. Yeah, this one is going to take place in, like, like Sherlock Holmes time or, like, uh, 
like Elizabethan times or okay, I see. So like the the, the the like the period like the time uh, that they pick yeah. is going to be very like it's away you know, from the current okay. time. Yeah. Okay, I see. I mean, I, I guess. Um, I mean, what can you say about this? Uh, is Matt, Matthew Vaughn returning? Yeah, from what it seems like, that guy needs to chill with this franchise. Just leave the franchise, bro. Like, you did good with Kick-Ass, and everyone thought that Kick-Ass 2 was uh, was bad because he directed it. But now that I look, I look at Kingsman 2, it wasn't a great film, but it wasn't terrible either. But I'm like, maybe he's not meant yeah. to do sequels. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah I really, that's what I'm thinking, too, because, like, uh, what is it? He's like he, a he J.J. Has a great, he, he is a J.J. Abrams. He's really good at starting it out. Yeah, like, uh, what, the, what, what do you have? He had uh, Kick-Ass. He had First Class. Uh, First class right. And then uh, Kingsman. Like, he's really good at starting these things off. But, he's good yeah, at starting but, shit. Yeah, he doesn't know how to finish it. Not even finish it, but continue oh. it, really. <laughs> or continue it properly. But, yeah, like, uh, but that's, I mean, do you have any faith in this, this period drama? Would you, are you going to go see this? Um, I don't know, because we've never seen, a, like, a, a third film from Matthew Vaughn, have we? Like, a trilogy ender, if yeah, you will. That's true. So, so, I mean, I guess I'm excited in that aspect. Everything else, like, I really couldn't care that much. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Matthew Vaughn, do your thing. Do you have any closing thoughts, or is that it? Um, no, not much. Just, um, I hope they bring back, uh, what's his face, uh, the what was the name of the older Kingsman? The older one, like the guy that trained Terran. Yeah, the one that trained. Uh, uh, I think he's played by Colin Firth, but I don't know the character. Colin Firth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just hope they bring back Colin Firth because, like, he was probably the most the best part of the first movie. Yeah. And he was yeah. pretty good anyway. in the movie too. But yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like he was really forced in that the second one. I guess the so. Do you want to introduce the next one? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Let me see what we got next. So, next up on our news list, we have, uh, Brian, oh, sorry, I read that wrong. Uh, Bumblebee will speak in the new Bumblebee movie, and, uh, Dylan O'Brien is slated yeah. to provide the voice. Yes. Now, now what's it called? Um, is the voice cast, like, a new reveal? Yes. Because nobody knew okay. that he was even going to speak. And the movie is coming out in a couple of weeks, actually. It's directed by Travis Knight, who did Kubo and the Two Strings. Stars Haley Steinfeld, John Cena, I guess Dylan O'Brien. And then there's another guy from Love, Simon, but I don't know his actor name. So he's in it as well. And he's the main character or supporting character in it. Uh, or Haley you want to watch this movie with me? I am going to watch this movie. I believe it. But do you want to watch it? Like, do you want to watch it with me? I don't mind watching it with you. I just don't know when you're free. I, Abel, I don't mind watching anything with you, dude. I just don't know when you're free and available. Like, tomorrow I'm Sunday, free. Sunday, Monday. I know. I'm. Well, I'm not available those days, like, at least in the afternoons. You know what I mean? I'm, okay. like, done with school uh, right now. So, like, that's why I can do it in the mornings if you would need me to do it in the mornings. But that's what I was saying. Like, you just let me know whenever you're free. But, anyways, back to the topic at hand. Um... The I I trust Dylan O'Brien's voice with this. I don't know if how long he'll speak or if like he's willing um, to see one of those. Yeah, that's, that's what. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like, if it's been announced this late, it can't be that much, Maybe, right? Yeah, it, it probably won't be that much because eventually like, he'll be the one that just uses the radio dial, anyways. And from the trailer, that they've only showed him using the radio dial. 
So I don't know if that'll be like if he does speak, it'll be very voice modulated and it won't. Dylan O'Brien's even, voice isn't distinctive or whatever, so like you can't tell when it's his voice speaking compared to like a Peter Cullen or something with Optimus Prime. So. Do you think it's funny that they've changed his voice maybe three times? Who, like um, his regular his regular talking voice. Um, Bumblebee or Prime. Bumble, not Bumblebee. Man, I didn't know they changed his like, voice. Yeah, like it's not consistent. Like how he sounds in the first one doesn't sound anything like he sounds like in the fifth one. Oh. Like, so yeah, like I think it's. I find it kind of funny how they're just changing voice actors oh. uh, constantly. Like nobody cares and nobody notices, like you. <laughs> yeah, like I wouldn't notice, dude. Like I, I stopped watching after Dark of the Moon actually because that I wanted to go see Dark of the Moon with my cousins in Canada, so and they thought it was. Oh, you didn't watch the travesty that is Transformers Four and Five. No, I did not. I stopped when okay. Mark Wahlberg showed up. You know, you you made a very good choice there. I I'm kind of dumb and I kept going to them, but like, yeah. Yeah, I'm I always expecting something different, but always being disappointed. Always get the same thing. But yeah, I I have faith in this one. Um, I guess he's a good voice. Maybe he is a good voice, and we just don't know it. But he does good work. So whatever. I mean, it's not bad to add more extra talent. So good luck. I mean, good job, Dylan O'Brien. You got yourself another job, pal. And I uh, hope you do well. And that's yeah. kind of all I gotta say about about um this one in particular. All right. Um. Yeah. I hope he does a good job too. Uh. I hope this means that, like, this is, like, more than this character now. Like, you know, he's going to go through some kind of change. So that's a good sign, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but besides that, um, I'm kind of excited for this movie. So, yeah, uh, whenever you're ready, we can move on to the next couple. And I heard so far, like, they Paramount really believes in this movie, and they kind of see this as a fresh start. Um, but I don't know if, like, they'll do that thing where maybe he'll start with talking and then he'll he'll lose he'll his mute. ability, yeah, like, and he'll just use the radio dial to speak. Um, but I hope, like, maybe they do the opposite and he'll only talk when he really needs to talk, but he doesn't talk the whole time. But I would like to have him keep his consistent voice, like, I would want yeah. him to have a voice in, in the movies compared to, like, last time. Yeah. So they can distinguish in this go around if that's what they're doing if they're rebooting it or soft rebooting it. So hopefully yeah, they do that. Yeah, for sure. And what's it called? Like, and this kind of excites me too because it sounds like you know this movie might not just be you know super predictable and yeah. like it sounds like there's you know these little surprises like uh like the voice and the yeah, fact yeah, that like yeah. you know uh, bringing back the like the original cartoon version of the uh the uh, Transformers character designs like. Yeah. All this stuff, all this stuff looks good. Yeah, that guy knows what the hell he's doing. I trust Travis Knight. Even though I didn't watch Kubo and the Two Strings, I heard it was a good movie. And Paramount is really confident because they're letting people see that. And same with the Warner Brothers with Aquaman. It seems like they're finally confident. I mean, it seems like Paramount needs to, knows that they need to do a lot more work because of the last ones and how that one did so terribly at the box office in terms of like their previous films. So, and Warner Brothers is finally being confident in their work with Aquaman, which I forgot to mention in the DC topic we mentioned, but it's nice to see that. Okay. It's nice to see these movies getting early praise and getting early good reviews because it makes me a lot more confident going in that I know that these, the studio is finally understands that when you give yourself a bit of like, when you are confident, then other people will be confident and go see your film right away. So Yeah. I guess that's all I wanted to. Yeah, that's my closing thought. Do you have any closing thoughts? 
yeah, I had one uh, question. Wasn't there some news this week or last week regarding uh, uh, the director of this movie, Travis Knight? Like, in, in terms of, like, good news or bad news? Uh, like, he was announced to be directing something, right? Uh, I mean, there was rumors about him or um, uh, P- P- Paul C. directing Guardians 3, but that's it. Oh, that's right, that's saw, right. Like, an early, early cut of this movie, and so he could be our Guardians 3 director, but we just don't know yet. Okay. That's what I heard, yeah. But yeah. Hopefully he does. Do you, do you think that'll happen? happen? Yeah, I think he's a, he'll be a good pick for it. Yeah, I want to see this movie and then see kind of like what to expect from him. Right. Because he's had, he, the, the Travis, I mean, Travis Knight did Kubo on the Two Strings, but that was an animated film. Maybe this live action film will really prove to the bigger studios that he can do other stuff. And um, from what it seems like, it's going to work. So, um, yeah, I guess that's all yeah. for me and all for this topic. I guess I'll introduce the next one. So the next okay. one is in regards to Martin Scorsese, our, our pal, uh, and Jesus' uncle. And um, <laughs> he is going to be directing a film in 2019. Or he's going to be releasing a film in 2019 called The Irishman, based off of a book called I Heard You Paint Houses. I don't know why that's the title for a book, but I kind of like it. And um, it's <laughs> all the big names in mafia movies that you've loved, except for Marlon Brando. And uh, and that one guy, Scott Con- Scott, is it Scott Con? Yeah, I think so. Thank Scott Con or something. And Robert Duvall. Those are the only two names that are missing from the mob mafia movie uh, spectacle that is that stuff. Um, but yeah, other than that, you got Al Pacino, De Niro, Pesci. Um, well, well, fuck. I'm missing a lot of more names, but there's more than just those two. Bobby Cannavale's in it. Who's really good and um, you gotta keep IMDb open, man. Yeah, like, but it, there's like a lot of big names in it. Basically, everyone that you know and love from mobster movies, except for Ray Liotta and a couple other big names like, uh, like a damn Robert Duvall from Godfather and Scott Conn. Those are the only two. Like, they're missing a couple names, but for the most part, everyone that you loved in Martin Scorsese's like, Raging Bull, Goodfellas, early work, they're basically in this shit. And, and this is the first time he's directing Al Pacino, so that's gonna be really cool to see. And um, Robert De Niro said that he said people are like kind of making a joke that he kind of forced Netflix to give them a a more solid release date for the theatrical run so they could get nominated. And um, hmm. basically, like a report, a press asked him like, "Oh, is your the?" He was at like a red carpet or something, and they asked him if it was gonna get a wide release, and he was like. Oh yeah, it's gonna get wide release. Don't you worry about that or something like that. And like he kinda and then like people made the joke that like he was walking around Netflix headquarters, him and Pesci, and they were like looking for the big boss with like bats on and bats in their hands and kinda going, So we better get this fucking release date. You know, like go wide release, like that kind of thing <laughs> at, at the offices and shit. And um they kinda yeah. like mob bossed everybody in on at Netflix headquarters, which I think is funny, but um I think no matter Yeah, they started smashing around stuff with baseball bats. <laughs> He's like, bada bing, bada bing, bada bing. They get like a clock or something and they smash it and they're like, I'm going to be your head. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think if they're going to also use de-aging technology throughout the uh, a couple of parts of the movie, which I'm really interested in seeing because it's an old director using new type of, uh, new type of, uh, I don't know how to say it, like new technology in film. And um, I'm mm-hmm. glad that they'll be able to do that and make these guys look young. I hope it doesn't have that un- uncanny valley vibe that sometimes. It yeah, because 
Cause, uh, and that's what I'm kind of scared of because you said it is Netflix. And while Netflix does have a lot of money, right. they have been known to cheap out a lot. Right. But I think yeah, so. because they're giving it a release date, I'm con- they're confident in it. Or maybe Robert uh, De Niro is like is also like a, a producer on this movie, and he's doing something and same with his company with uh, Tribeca. So I'm hoping that because um, I don't think they'll do it for everybody. I think they'll just do it in like the major cities so they can get nominated, and they'll probably go with like an Oscar push for De Niro and Pesci, and maybe Pacino. Uh, and one of those three are going to win that year or get nominated for sure. Uh, but even then, like, I don't know if the the Academy Awards don't really respect streaming services, but they do respect um, Martin Scorsese. So I don't know if that will kind of get him yeah, better leverage. Yeah, it's a bit, of a, yeah. bit of a conflict of interest. Right. So I don't know if, like, and but they did nominate um, Mudbound a lot last year and the year... But literally, the the thing that should have been a push for Oscars was was Beast of No Nation, and they really should the better with that film because all it got was like a Golden Globe for Idris Elba, if that means anything. But um, they really need to push this film uh, as best they can, and um, because I would love to see a Martin Scorsese film about mob bosses in a theater. I want to sit in the theater and say that I got to see one that he released when I was still alive, that kind of thing. So. And um, while I'm young, so I'm, I'm excited that I get to see one in general that's new. And if not, that was that was made in the time that I was alive, and I could say that. So I'm not complaining. But yeah, yeah. I guess that's my my thing, my thoughts on it. What about you? Well, how do you feel about that? I, yeah, no, I'm totally with you. Like, I I really want to see in my lifetime a Scorsese mobster film. I just don't know if it's going to be the same caliber as his other amazing oh, right. mobster. Yeah, that's true. Because like. You know, like, Spielberg's doing it, yeah. you know. They're really uh-huh. they're pitching low now, yeah. Yeah, because, like, I imagine, like, some people are like, oh, man, I, I can't believe I was going to be, I was alive during, you know. Good film. You know, back when those. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, or, like, you know, when the prequels came out, people were like, oh, I'm going to be alive at the same time as, you know, uh, <laughs> Phantom, yeah. Phantom Menace. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, this is amazing. And then Phantom Menace comes out, and they're like, oh, I don't want to be associated with this anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really hope he doesn't uh he doesn't mess it up for this course baby, so I really don't think he will. Um yeah, uh it's called. I, I'm looking forward to this first up like a lot. Yeah, thanks. All right then. Well, I guess right. uh, that's, that's everything on that topic and well we're actually right. making good time here, Abel. Oh, really no, yeah. Right. Absolutely. And so moving on to our one of our final two topics. Daredevil canceled at Netflix. Oh, it's funny because uh, you should have said that at the at the end. You know, we're about to like do the to do the other ones, but if you want to talk about it, uh, well, to me, I don't know. Netflix just needs to chill. I guess they really don't care about these projects anymore because they have such high caliber other stuff. And it seems like Daredevil was their aside from House of Cards. That's what got a lot of people into their service. Like that's what got me into their service for sure. As a uh-huh. young, um, yeah, like this was this was like this was like the poster child of like Marvel Netflix, right. and now that it's gone, it's like you it's basically dead and done. It. Right? Yeah. Um, like, after Punisher comes out, that's also going to be gone as well. Then too, like no way. Yeah, after like season two, that that's going to stay there. So. Oh, exactly. Like I, I understood like them taking off um 
you know, Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Like, right. I, I get that. Like, you know, but like, once you get rid of Daredevil, it's like, oh, okay, now this now is all done. Really, yeah, this is all Even Jessica Jones, like, why haven't they announced that shit yet? Like, I wasn't a well, Jessica Well, because I think Jones the reason the reason they haven't announced Jessica Jones is because I think she's finishing up her third season. Oh. But I think, but I think as soon as that uh, season comes out, it's done, though, man. Yeah. Just forget about it. it like you don't even have to announce it. Yeah, that sucks, man. They had good actors in those roles too. Like they did. They it, it's really sad because, like, like it's possible that we might not see any of these characters anymore. Yeah. Or if they do, they'll I be mean, like very low on the t- on Marvel's totem pole list. Like we have to get through X Men and Fantastic Four before we get these characters again. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it'll, if we yeah, ever do see him again, it'll be years, you know? Yeah. Like, it's. But it's, they did. That, I really read an article bad. that they said that um, they'll have a future, but it won't be on Netflix. So maybe they'll have a future. That's what, I, that's what I heard, too. Yeah. So maybe that's what I heard, too. Because, like, they said he'll live on in future Marvel right. projects. With but the but that, could, that, that could mean anything, though. Because, right. like,. What if they're just saying like, oh, we mean like Daredevil, the character will live on in future Marvel like stuff, like comics and like. Oh. Yeah, that's such bullshit. I'll be so mad, dude. I should make a Telltale. I know, movie. like. Oh, long wait, Telltale's <laughs> gone. Fucking dumbass Telltale. If they did, if they were still around, I'd want them to make a Telltale game on Daredevil. Aw, cool. that'd be kind of cool. That'd be <laughs> really cool, actually. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But like. Um, but anyway. Yeah. I, I hope they do something with him. Like I hope they don't ignore him. Yeah. I think I think he rightly deserves his place on like whatever uh on uh Disney Plus. Like he he totally he's earned his place. Yeah. Man, if only Kevin Feige had control over them shit. We would have gotten them like we would have had such like they would have been so integral or some some sort of way. And Can you I, imagine? I watched um a two hour like interview with the Russo brothers and they said that that was in talks for them to like do something, but they said that if they wanted to bring characters into it that they that it would get too bloated. But then when they said that I was like, I don't know, I could have came up with like a quick scene of them fighting in like the middle of the yeah. street or something with but like, then again none of it like, took place in New York like none of the monsters attacked anywhere it was just Thanos so I guess I understood that aspect but even then you could have yeah. dusted some of them if they were already going to move away from from Netflix <laughs> or something like that or you know what I mean but I guess like since, yeah, I, yeah you know what has been really cool like there's so many like I, I don't believe that because there's yeah. been even the smallest thing like an idea I had would be like have like you know when the ring comes into New York City? Yeah, yeah. And, like, there's dust blowing everywhere, and people are kind of getting panicked, and, right. like, the news is going crazy. Like, can you imagine, you like... You could have shown all count? four of them right there, like, in different spots. Punisher could have yeah, been just, exactly. in a bar. Daredevil could have been in his firm or at the Catholic yeah, Church, like, whatever, and... Can you imagine, like, it just, like, it's, like, really quick, like, cut right. from, like, the ring. And then One, it focuses two, on like normal civil how normal civilians are reacting, and then right. you like Daredevil or not Daredevil, uh, Matt Murdock's head like rise up into frame, right? And he like starts like, he starts he starts doing that cat thing, you know, where he starts listening, yeah. And then like oh, oh dude, and like just start like maybe if you wanted to show some of the other ones like just in like regular uh like and regular civilians, right? Like you don't have to be like oh this is a fucking punisher. We're following him now. Like all you literally have to do is point the camera at him. Point the camera at him, and they could have been on there for like five on that set for like a day or so, just for that little stuff while they were filming their stuff. Because the beginning of that movie takes place in New York, 
and all of them are New York based heroes. So, and you could have had Luke Cage walking out of the out of his barber shop in Harlem. You could have had um, Iron Fist looking out of his window at the ring itself from his building. Uh-huh. So you could have exactly. had a cameo for every single every single thing you built. I mean, maybe not the Agents of Shield people because I don't know. They seem more integral. Yeah, Agents of Shield is shit. that's a different story. Yeah. yeah so they seem like, more integral than the actual Netflix people. <laughs> They actually acknowledge the the MC, but they don't acknowledge the MC doesn't acknowledge anybody, so it's not them. Yeah, I guess basically, man. Like they could have done a lot of things, and then maybe even Shonen getting dusted at the very end, like along with a bunch of other civilians. Like that would have been cool. It would have been like this is a Marvel universe for real, for real. Like even if that's the last we saw of them in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, at least we saw them at one point or another, so that they can acknowledge that. This is legitimately a Marvel universe, so I guess, but it's not, mm-hmm. or at least it's not really. Yeah. So it's a, it's a it's a cinematic universe. It's not really yeah. a, a a universe universe. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess in closing, unless you got anything else to say, I got nothing else to say about that. I'm kind of I still need to get dude. All, since like all this stuff with school, like I'm gonna I've been really trying to blaze through some shows, so I'm gonna rewatch all of the the new season of Daredevil because I didn't really pay attention to the first three episodes as much as I wanted to. And then I'm going to watch, I'm going to reread all of Thanos because I, or not Thanos, so all, all of Thrawn because I feel like I should give that book another chance when I'm not working on anything and when I'm not at school. So I'm going to take advantage of like my free time and just read a chapter every night or try to read a chapter every night. But you know what yeah, I mean? For sure, man. For sure. Yeah. Reading. It's only 30 chapters, man. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna go back and reread it for real, for real, and give it its its full time. But yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyways, last piece of news. Yeah, last piece. Yeah, I like no no thoughts on that. Um, just stop it. Uh, yeah, last piece of news. Our girl Captain Marvel has just released her second trailer. The movie is directed mm-hmm. by uh Ryan Fleck and Anna Bowden. I finally remembered their name. Um. And it stars Brie Larson, Jamin Hopsey, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, fuck. Why don't Lee Pace? There you go. I was about to say, if I forget this man's name again, I'm going to slap myself silly. Um, Julie Wallman. And uh, who else? Anna Bet- Annette Bedding. Bedding? Annette Bedding. Ben Mendel. Uh, ben Mendel. Yeah, Ben Mendel. How do you say his name again? Say it again. Ben Mendelson. There you go. Okay. So, yeah. And then also McKenna Grace who actually acted with Chris Evans in his uh, indie film that I don't think nobody saw, but if they did, then good for you. But she's been, like, the little kid in basically every movie. I'm surprised she hasn't worked with, like... Oh, yeah. She's, like, the blonde-haired... She's, like, the really smart... Yeah, the really smart little kid, yeah. She's, like, the kid in literally everything. Like, I don't understand. Like, she hasn't gotten, like, a big role yet, like, an E.T.-type role or anything, but she's kind of, like, the Drew Barrymore of, like... Of like our time, and when she was a baby, type Drew Barrymore, because Drew Barrymore wasn't everything when she was a baby. So, in terms of like her 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 resume when she was like ten years old, probably had like tons of like shit on it. But anyways, aside from that, um, I really uh-huh. really like this trailer. Um, some highlights yeah. for me were the shot that the where like they actually put like the effects on it, and it seems like Marvel. And, like I keep I underappreciate how good their effects are, and this really showed me how far they've come from, like, Iron Man, which was, like, really practical and had that indie feel to it to, like, Infinity War with Thanos as a character, and then now this trailer. 
um, and how everything looks on her in terms of like when she uses her powers and she glows up and all that stuff. I really like mm-hmm. that, especially the ending of the trailer when she's like in space shooting everything in sight. And that's that for me was like I loved it the way it looked and everything. I was like, ooh, damn, let me appreciate this really quickly because I was like, well, yeah, this is a beautiful like imagery right here. Um, and yeah, yeah, and like, like the color palette's really appealing right, to you. Yeah, like it's very it's vibrant. Every, yeah. Uh huh. What's it called? I feel like this trailer was kind of like the answer to like everyone's question, which was like, what are what, what are Captain Marvel's powers exactly? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like everyone had that question, and I think this trailer finally showed people. Right. It was like it was fine. I liked it. Um, I'm I I feel like they kind of they're like I think they I don't think that Ben Mendelsohn is the real villain of this movie, or I don't think the Kree are really the real villain. It's gonna be the the people that that raised her, the scrolls. I feel like, because I don't think I think like Jude Law is gonna be like that that character that's like, oh, we need to eradicate the scrolls. They're terrible, terrible people, or something like that. And he'll have the wrong way about thinking about something, and then he'll be the villain, or that'll be the twist. And like Ronan will agree with him, or some shit like that, and then he'll become the Ronan we see in Guardians through that. But man, I hope it's not like I hope I'm dead wrong, because it seems like from all the shots we've seen of like Jude Law. He's always like shocked, or he always has like that evil yeah. kind of look for me. Uh-huh. So I'm like, that's why are you giving it away so hard? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I feel like I already know he's gonna be the bad guy, and he'll like reveal himself to be a scroll or some shit. And I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. that's all that shit coming my way. But I don't know. Maybe I'm dead wrong, and he dies like in the very beginning of this shit, which I think would be yeah. like, really crazy. Hey. Maybe yeah. all those uh, shots of him being shocked and whatnot are from like the first act. Like, when, like <laughs> they're, dying. They, they're like, oh, because uh-huh, he dies so fast. They're like, right. oh, we can't use any any, any other shots. Uh, right. But uh-huh. um, but I'm just glad that they even have Marvel in it. To be honest, like I know that Kevin Kevin Feige's like a nerd, so of course he's gonna be in it. But I'm really excited that they have him in that movie um, before she becomes the Captain Marvel that we see at the end. And uh, overall, yeah. that's like my highlights are just um, I didn't like the ending, the post credit shit with Sam Jackson. Like yeah, yeah, like what was that? that funny. Was... I don't think that was funny at all. So. Two things, like what was because usually the post credit has like some significance. Mm. What was the significance of that? That's what I'm like, saying. Like was... I, I think it was just trying to show, hey, we're Marvel, we still need to be funny type shit, but it didn't work. Like the comedy there, didn't... unless like we understand, maybe that cat is like a bit. In the movie, just like um, maybe Ant Man's like magic trick shit with the with the D or like the DEA agent type shit with when like the the agent kept trying to find him missing in his house and stuff like maybe that's a bit mm-hmm. the cat is and then something like that but still like it wasn't funny in, in the context we saw it in so maybe it's funny in context. But... No, yeah, I know. Um, it could. It's also supposed to be like a reference to the comic, but it's just like whatever. Like, cause in the comics, she had, like, a cat, apparently. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's just, like, why would you have that as the post-credits? Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, that's, like, the post-credit we see in the movie, just, like, the Ant-Man fucking uh, drum shit. There's <laughs> <laughs> a cat walking around the apartment. Right. And people are like, oh, man, meet, like, there's no We're going to get an Uh-huh. It's like, oh, man, she's going to answer the call. Oh, it's cat. Just walking around the apartment. Just, just walking around the apartment. All right. Right, and then Sam Jackson comes back in and gives you like a bowl of like milk or something. Just take care of it while she's. And he's like, uh-huh. he's petting him like a kitty. And then the, right. the scene just ends. I'm like, what? Then it's like Captain Marvel will not return. <laughs> it's like you, you saw it. You really saw it. 
it. She's not coming back. Anyways, but yeah, um, I'm excited for the movie. This didn't hinder or heighten my excitement, but I did like the trailer. And uh, overall, yeah. that's my thoughts. But uh, you, I don't know if you gave your full review of it, but do you have any highlights, Abel? Um, what can I say about the trailer? Uh, the trailer was, like you said, it was a good trailer. Uh, I think it, it definitely is better than the first one by yeah. a lot. Um, I, I really hope there's more to this movie because 